This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everyone, to uh, post-game coverage of the Browns' uh, lost to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I was just looking up the final score because I lost track of it and all of that. Um, we'll get to that. We'll cover the final score. Suffice it to say that they lost. Um, they uh, are. Uh, they have. I, I'm going to bring in Jake Burns and Brad Ward here in a second, but I just want to read a few statistics that I put together out of my frustration at how bad the Browns have been playing. Uh, they have been outscored 70 to 40 since the bye week. Um, they have uh, gone one and six since starting the season two and one. Uh, five of the 10 opponents of the Browns this season have scored 30 points or more. The Browns now have a worse record than all but three AFC teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Houston Texans. They are 6-12 and 12 in their last 18 games, and they are 11-16 and 16 since the beginning of 2021. So uh, with all of that, let me welcome in uh, Jake Burns and Brad Ward um, for their perspective on what is another uh, disappointing loss, another game in which the Browns underachieved, and um, uh, hard to imagine what uh, the rest of the season looks like at this point from 3-7. and seven. Uh, Jake, uh, your, your immediate reaction to today's game. Um, they did make enough winning plays, man. Uh, I thought that they were putting together semblances of drives, putting themselves down the field, moving it relatively effectively, mostly through the air because running the football was absolutely anemic. But, you know, I think if you go back and listen to the pregame show, even the most optimistic of us, so like Andrew, I think you picked them to win. It was like a high-scoring game. They have to score. Like, they, yeah. like I, I think this is a, a funny parallel. You know, I, I see uh, – I have a good friend of mine who's an Iowa fan, and Andrew, you can relate up there where you are and kind of being closer to Iowa, but the Iowa offense is absolutely downright laughable. It's one of the worst in, in, in Division One college football, but the defense and special teams are elite. So, like, people start to say, like, there's just this funny notion out there that they that, – that, that, um, uh, that, that they, they overcame so much, right? They, the people quit on – no, people didn't quit on Iowa. They knew the defense and special teams would be good, but the offense is just laughable. For me, it's like I know that I know that the, the defense is going to be bad for the Browns for the most part, but they have to have what's supposed to be their best parts show up. And, and the offense for the last two weeks has just been pretty bad. I don't really know what other way to put it. So when you're – again, the offensive line was pretty bad. So when your best parts of your team are failing – then you're really you're just not going to be able to win enough games. Like, and again, we talked about it in the pregame. Like, if if your uh, running game and, and and Brad, we talked about it in our pregame podcast. They had to run the ball and they had to defend the run. They didn't either of them. They put all the pressure on Jacoby Brissett. They put all the pressure on their defense, and we saw what happened. So I'm not surprised, guys. I'm not surprised by the outcome whatsoever. Go ahead, Brad. N- no, I, uh, you know, they they had a chance to make a game of it in the first half, and they, you know, the fumble, a chance to, you know, take control of the game and get in, ahead a little bit, you know, uh, that sets them back. It's those kind of plays. I mean, if you would have told me before the game that they would hold Buffalo to six field goals inside the 20, I'd be like, sweet, you know, awesome. 
uh, that it's a good chance, but they shouldn't have even had a t- an attempt at six field goals. Um, like you said, they don't make winning, winning plays. plays. Like the, the two sneaks in a row, Jacoby Brissett, you can't get one yard. Uh, that's infuriating. From tight ends on the second yep. drive of the game. Harrison two drop Bryant touchdowns. Times his jump in the back of the end zone in the third quarter. Like, yeah. It's just they don't make the, the onside recovery, right? It's yeah. just like they don't make winning plays. They just don't make them. And it's kind of been that way all year. I mean, dating back all the way back to the Jets game, they mm. stopped making winning plays. And for the most part, they just don't make them. There's like 15 chances to make winnable plays throughout a game. Most NFL games, the expected outcome happens on a lot of plays. Now, the expected outcome varies based on who's calling your plays, whatever, whatever. But if th- there's like 15 plays where somebody overcomes the expected outcome or has to make a catch, or has to make a tackle, or has to make a sack, or make a block, or make a throw, and they just don't make those plays this year. They just don't make them. And, you know, you can say culture. I'm not here to – listen, I'm to the point, guys. I promised Andrew I wouldn't rant on this thing. I'm really not. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I, I, I don't care what your opinion is anymore, and I don't care to call anybody wrong. If you want everybody fired, cool. Do your thing. Like, I'm not here to sit here and call you wrong. I'm not there, but I think that they have brought out the worst of everybody's opinions, right? Like, not that that you have bad opinions, but they've brought out an irrational side of everybody at this point. So, and again, irrational opinions means that there's going to be a difference in opinions. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think anybody's any more wrong than anybody else. You're all frustrated. We're all frustrated. They don't make enough winning plays. And if you want to say that's a byproduct of poor culture – I'm not going to argue with you because I don't have any tangible evidence to argue to the contrary. So they just don't, they're not getting it done. They they don't, they don't, you know, they don't, they're not getting it done. That's all. That's all I can say. Like there's no special elixir to explain that they don't get, they don't make winning plays. And that just, again, that could be a culture thing. You can call it whatever you want, but they're not making them. Yeah. I think in some, some ways the, this game to me is a little more frustrating. I mean, it's, it's frustrating to come up, show up off your bye week and get blown out. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty frustrating. Um, this is frustrating in a different way because it felt like, you know, Jake, you had a tweet in the first half that Josh Allen didn't, didn't look right at all. And the Bills were really kind of serving this one up uh, to, for mm-hmm. the Browns to, to get it under control and, and kind of put it into the sort of game script that they like to play in, being up with two scores and being able to kind of lean on teams with the run game. Um, and the Browns just refused to kind of take that gift uh, like you said, the, the the drop touchdowns by the tight ends, the uh, the the very costly uh, botched uh, snap exchange. I mean, obviously, you don't go into a game planning for your uh, starting center to leave on the first snap, um, and and so that you know that is some adversity. But the the plays were there to be made, and the Bills were ready to make this a game uh, for the Browns, and 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 barely played in the first half, and still it by the end of the game it it looked pretty yeah. easy. You know, I I said. In, in in our slack after the first quarter that you know we've we've all been traumatized now to expect the browns to start good and everybody on on brown's twitter was saying at the end of the first quarter well it doesn't matter how good the first quarter was because they're gonna they're they will find a way to lose this game and that is exactly what happened so there, there's the guy said that to, to your yeah. tweet um <laughs> yeah i mean it is it, it you're right like and, and to be fair, sometimes the game script has been immaculate and it's worked out really well. I actually didn't think this one was it worked out very well. They were putting themselves, I think, in that first drive, they had yep. two third downs of longer than 10 yards and they've converted Correct. them. One Jacoby run and another, uh, what was the other one? Maybe a draw, a screen play. I'm not sure, but they put themselves yeah. in a really bad spot and they overcame it and made a couple big throws. And I was kind of like, okay, they can't keep doing this throughout the rest of this game. Yeah. 
or it's going to be a bad recipe. And we saw it like, but again, the, the bills to your point, somebody just made a comment. They were right for the picking. They came out slow, very slow, very uh, uh, lethargic. The Browns yep. uh, came out, it seemed like ready to play. And it, it, when you looked up at the quarter at the midway through the second quarter and you're like, Oh God, this is only 10 to three. And it should have been 21 to three. You're like, yep. That was it. They had to take advantage because when the Bills got hot, and the Bills got hot right around the uh, the the point in the game where uh, Josh got swiped by JOK. He got like JOK was trying to knock the ball out of his hands right at the sideline. He took it as a guy going after his arm. JOK swipes at the ball at everybody, so it wasn't a dirty play. But Bills people want to consider that a dirty play. It wasn't at all. He was trying to swipe the ball before Josh not a bounce. Josh got pissed. He was better right. From then on, he was better. The Bills started to say, hey, maybe we should run the football on this NFL yeah. historically poor run defense. They did that, uh, and and I think both running backs ran for like 85 yards, and it was over from there. Like, But again, to, to everyone's point, and especially the way you put it, Andrew, they killed themselves. They they killed themselves. Uh, fourth, fourth down failures, two of those. Um, and then they had to, to uh, never any interceptions, but they had the missed – 35 yard blocked field goal <laughs> like a trajectory issue how on earth are these getting blocked on on mid-range not even mid-range like short field goals yeah, that's a short that field gets goal. blocked and it's like then then uh then the fumble exchange on a hand on, on just a wide zone where it feels like 99.9 percent of fumble exchanges get recovered by the offense <laughs> it doesn't get recovered by the brown it's just like it's 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 the same old stuff man same old stuff they're not making yeah. winning plays and they shot themselves in the foot because the defense actually, I thought, was fine. They they gave up gashed runs, but again, that's like, what are you expecting? They did, but they they were relative. They, again, that's like the status quo. We want them to be better. I'm just talking about what have they shown us and what am I expecting? They yeah. were what I expected. I actually thought they were, in a way, good enough to win this thing. And then two, yeah, like the punt stuff. The punt, the punter Bjorkwes had two terrible punts. They they failed to cover one of them well, and. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's so frustrating. It's like what they they make the easy difficult. They just make the easy yep. difficult in the NFL. Yep. And that's why they're three and seven. Well, and, and given the way that Jacoby Brissett played in this game, and I've said this a few times this season, it's very hard to sit here and credibly say that Deshaun Watson helps them win this game, in my opinion, because you know, the, those balls that were dropped in the end zone, aren't going to be thrown any better than what Jacoby did. You know, there's, yep. there's a, a, a list of things that he did really well in this game. 300 plus yards passing, three touchdowns. I know a lot of that is garbage time numbers, but um, actually, he, he most of it was before Andrew. I mean, he was at like 250 before the fourth quarter. So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. He did pass oh, no, the stats, no, yeah. but like yeah. he was good. Yeah. It was an elite Jacoby game. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I think this is. I mean, considering the quality of the opposition, I think this is probably his best game of the season. Yeah, yeah um, I would agree. And and I I think that makes the future of this team even harder to parse because you can try and sit here and say. Well, they've got Deshaun Watson coming back in two weeks. Well, I, I don't know that that solves the problems that this team has right now. Brad? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, not this team. It's not like Watson will give you a better chance to win just because he's a better player in sure. general and not just as far as like just throws. Like he's, he's an all around better player. Yeah. Um, he may also bring, a, you know, a confidence and, and a spark yeah. to this team that they need right now, yeah. uh, potentially. Uh, and that may be a factor, but to your point, like, yeah, you can't ask Jacoby to do anything more. He did his damnedest to keep this team in the in the game. Uh, he put throws where they needed to be. He 
to Jake's point, he overcame kind of a a slow run game, bad script to start the game to make some really nice throws. Amari made a nice catch. I mean, they they overcame some things where they were in a position to take a lead. What it, it should have been like seventeen three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you said twenty one three. If if they capitalize on their opportunities, uh, they they just. And I don't think it's a culture thing, guys. I think that you have to go out initially and have individuals on your team that will make winning plays and then everybody else has to follow. So like if you don't get like an initial like on a def- on a defense, if you don't have like a couple guys that will make winning plays in the clutch and then people follow you then or you start to like the Jets game was like you guys somebody was pointing out since the Jets game it's been all bad losing mm-hmm. plays I think it might have been you Jake or Andrew when you guys said that but yeah because like that's what they're used to right like that's what they saw it's in their head now and then it's like backwards and, and like I said I can't totally blame the defense because they were awful against the run but that's what we expected they kept them out of the end zone that's kind of what I was asking them for you know what I mean um yep. I don't know. To your point, this team itself isn't going to be a ton better with Watson, but ultimately this defense needs a rework. Prefer needs fired. I mean, the guys, be honest, special teams does nothing right. They really don't. They no. they rarely get it right uh, on all the little things. And I guess he's really like focused on attention to t- detail, people have told me. <laughs> I don't know how because they miss on a ton of stuff like 34 yard third times kicks been blocked because of trajectory first two were long this one's a chip shot i don't know at some yep. point you got to keep guys hands down at the line i mean that's yep. part of kicking a field goal yeah know. the special teams have been bad since you know I, I i take it all the way back to the botched punt uh against the chiefs that let the chiefs back into the game back uh, week one last year and they, they they haven't improved and so um you know he's this is his fourth year here there's certainly no reason that he should be here any longer you know i think there was a lot of people's you know uh bantering back and forth on twitter during the game once things got out of control of of you know the the, the age-old question of what sense does it make to fire somebody now versus the end of the season um you know and and i think you know we can have that discussion if you want we talked about it pre-game you know, uh, we were anticipating, I think, the defensive performance being a little worse than it was. Um, but certainly, I think we can have the same conversation about the special teams coordinator. I don't know what is gained by keeping him around for another six games or seven games. But um, it, it feels it, it feels like overall, you know, I mean, to, to, to take this to the to the bigger picture. Uh, Jake, you, you mentioned that you're not there in terms of getting rid of, rid of Kevin Stefanski. I'm not either. But I'm certainly willing to listen to the arguments a lot more than I was a few weeks ago um, when, when they were in the middle of that, uh, what, five game losing streak, uh, four game losing streak. They, they were, um, you know, th- there were legitimate uh, criticisms of Stefanski. But I think that the, the, the rational take was stick, stick with him, stay the course, let him get his quarterback in. He's an offensive uh, game plan and play calling genius you know let's see him with a good quarterback and let's see what they can unlock for the rest of the team and i think that argument still holds water but i think that the the voices the dissenting voices that say that he does not have the respect the the command of this locker room or this team sound a lot more credible to me when they're sitting at three and seven and continue 
to be the sort of team that looks more like a losing team than a winning team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I, I mean, I still, I still don't think I would fire him. I mean, I, re- I really don't. Like, I, I know sure. that's what you said too. I just, I can't get moved to that point. Like, I, I really can't get moved that, like, there based on what I think he. I mean, I guess I get it too. I, I'm, I'm willing. I, I don't have an answer. Like, I kind of right. retweeted somebody right. and said, I think "That's what I'm saying." Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, if you think that just the next guy is going to be it, I, maybe I guess. But that's like, I guess I think the baseline of Stefanski, if you improve the, the the performance, collective performance of his coordinators, would be better. Not to say Kevin's infallible, and they're not. They're clearly not doing things perfectly on offense. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's without question, but. I would like to see him get another run at hiring a defensive coordinator and a, and a run at a full season with Watson. And I'm not going to be moved off that this year. I just would yeah. rather give it another year. I don't think he's a bad coach. I do think that he has a motivation issue at times. So um, with that, with that considered, like I think you could say he needs somebody pretty fiery to run the defense. I right. think as a ying to the yang that he is as a head coach who can motivate that. Because I think – that, that running your head through a wall motivationally isn't always a great part of an overall offense. You kind of want your offense to be very calm, collected, gathered, precise about all that stuff. But as far as motivating the team, we only see very small glimpses of Kevin. He might lay into them at halftime. He might be going crazier behind the scenes than we know. He really might. But yeah. again, we don't know that. And we don't know how he kind of like, we know the canned responses you get in press conferences, which I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. You want him to yell at people at press conferences. I guess I get it, but um, we don't really know behind the scenes. He might be pretty fiery at those things that motivate, but um, the guy running the defense, I think Joe Woods shares a pretty similar demeanor, and I do think defense is pretty motivation-based, uh, probably more motivation-based than we want to admit. And in mm-hmm. that, I think they could use somebody who's a little bit of a counterbalance to the voice that Kevin has. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, you want a clean house? You're an absolute moron. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is my perspective. I would rather them give Kevin a chance at hiring another defensive coordinator, just like Sean Payton got. Just like Because if you recall, Sean Payton, yep. I wrote a whole article on this thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a good example. Okay, can an offensive-minded play caller head coach win – a Super Bowl. Well, he has a pretty dang good quarterback uh, in his first year in New Orleans, and they go to the playoffs. They reach the divisional round, um, and then and then the next two years are average, eight and eight, seven and nine. He fires his head, his defensive coordinator, and brings in Greg Williams, who we all know is 
pretty fiery. <laughs> I'm not calling for Greg Williams, but like, it's pretty obvious that he's a different approach to coaching his side of the football than Kevin does. And they won the Super Bowl the next year. Right. And they yep. continued to have really nice runs until bounty gate. And he had to make another change. But my point is like, I would, I would prefer to give Kevin a chance to write the ship defensively and special teams wise. And, um, I think the moment I would get really concerned, Andrew, is if they didn't do that this off season, if they, yep. if they didn't do that sort of stuff, if they didn't remove those guys, I would get pretty concerned about, all right, this is just a buddy system. Like I, I would just get pretty concerned. That's when I would get concerned. I'm pretty uh, – uh, I think I have a pretty good feel for what I'm expecting this team to do the rest of the year based on who they have and where they're at. I think they need to change a voice at some important positions in the coaching staff, and if they can, if they do that, then I think they've got a chance to be pretty good next year. I, I do. So, um, you know, but that's, that's sort of where I'm at this year, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the answer. No, and I'm not going to call I, anybody else wrong. I'm really not. Right. Yes, and I, 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 yeah, I don't think that we want to sit here and have the argument because I think we're all on the same side, uh, you know, of of this, you know, conversation. But I think it's, I think it's what my, my point is more that, you know, the NFL is 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 such a unique business because there's very few games, and so the the they're they're entering now the danger zone of being at the bottom of the league, being a team that is not competitive week to week. And um, I know that the last two opponents have been tough. They've got a tough game next week against Tampa Bay. The schedule eases up a little bit with Watson coming back, but you've got some divisional games still. My point is, it when you get into this water where you're talking double-digit losses, weird things happen, right? This, this is where the NFL is, is kind of unlike other uh, sports where things really can kind of get out of control um, you started to see it last year um, with that, uh, you know, the, the effort from uh, the offense against the Steelers and on that Monday night game. It, it, these things take on a life of their own and things that you don't think are possible or even advisable start, suddenly jump onto the table. And I think to your point, Jake, it, it feels pretty predictable where we're, where we're headed. But I, I just think that the, the, the constant losing really puts – a, a texture on this that could get interesting. You know, I mean, the thing that I always hearken back to is two years ago, it was obvious three years ago, it was obvious that Freddie kitchens was going to be fired. No one thought John Dorsey was leaving. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the things get bad enough and one meeting goes wrong and John Dorsey's out the door the next day too. And now they're, they're, they're at the complete reboot. So um, they put that, themselves I, in this position though, Andrew, like I wouldn't be stunned by anything. They've put themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like, exactly yeah, what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah, I don't, what I'm I don't, saying. Nothing about what the Browns ever do will ever surprise me. Like I can't, <laughs> The only time I've been surprised in the last seven or eight years is when Watson decided to come to Cleveland. That was the most yeah, jaw dropping moment I've had as a Browns absolutely. fan. Um, yeah. But and, uh, and but nothing from point, this is this is what I'm saying is it's Jimmy Haslam it's you know yeah. and I'm not I'm not asking for it I think the best thing they can do is run it all back one more year with the changes that you talked about I agree with you 100 yeah. Jake but I just you know the, as oh, you I'm said not they, here I'm not here to be right or wrong brother I'm just here to share my opinion like I yeah. think you I they could do anything and I mm -hmm. would not I would not be surprised by it so yeah. um yeah Brad I'm they curious put, to hear they put themselves there yeah go ahead Brad. Uh, no, I, I I agree with both you guys. I mean, I want to see Stefanski get an opportunity to work with Watson, and I would like to. I, I like, I I like Stefanski. I you know you can call me whatever you want to call me. I, I like him as a coach, um, and, and I think that you know 
he hasn't been perfect by any means, and he's had tough times. At, you know, he's had some tough moments this year and last year. But uh, I like what he is as uh, an offensive mind, and I like what he is as an overarching leader for this team. So I'm cool with him getting more time. I would like to see him get more time. As you guys said, I would like to see it under a different uh, defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator. I would almost guys, why they should just fire Prefer today, like for for like literally for like to save face with some of the players. Like at least you could walk in the locker room and be like, listen, you know, I mean, what what leg do they have to stand on in the special the special teams unit? And I'm not trying to say like Mike Prefer doesn't deserve as many second chances as everybody else, but like. To make an example of somebody, if it's smart, tough, accountable, like at some point you maybe you need to do something drastic to get the player's attention, uh, and maybe we're at that point. And he seems like a guy that's expendable because they don't do shit right in special teams. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. it's like the question is, I I guess my question is this: like, is 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 I don't think prefers design and structures terrible here it feels like a massive execution thing yeah. to me more than anything else with specials it's a it's an execution thing everybody's listen everybody's doing a lot of similar things special teams wise you can only get so creative with the boxed in rules that you have anymore but i feel like the players um not getting it done uh it's like i guess it's like how would the players feel would they feel like hell yeah we got rid of an idiot or would they because we at the outside look at the results and we're like that guy's terrible but would the players be like, we got that guy fired? You know what I'm saying? Like, because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. And again, like, it's a bottom line business, and that's how it goes. I just lean toward guys, and this might not be popular. I don't think they'd be crazy for doing it, but I do lean toward it's going to happen in the offseason. Like, that's when they're going to yep. do all this stuff because yep. there's going to be an overhaul of a lot of different looking things. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I just that's that's where I lean. Now yeah. I could be wrong tonight. They can make a firing tonight, but it, it probably will. That. It yeah, probably will, but it just feels like, you know. I'm with know. you. I, you're not wrong. None of us are wrong in terms of like we should remove these people. I do think certain some of these guys are going to be removed when it comes down to it. Like there there's not a doubt in my mind at this point that they're gonna remove those two. I just I guess I don't know. And may maybe there's more to be gained. We talked about it in the pregame. I'm not, I'm not like opposed to the idea of firing people in season, but I guess you got to look at like what is to gain. And I think special teams, it's hard, really hard to be like, you know, because the, the, there's special teams is usually run by one guy. And then there's, there's no real assistant special teams coach. You know what I mean? Right. Like there are a bunch of guys who could call the defense because they're intricately involved in the defense and, and all of that. But for the most part, you got to get a guy that's now wholly in charge of your special teams. Everyone being where it's just, I, I yeah. don't know. Logistically, I think it might not make sense. If, yeah, These guys might beat Tampa next week, and it, they might be four and seven, and they might have a chance to make a run at the end. I don't know. I, I The season certainly is over, but it's like mm. it, there are games that they can still win, and maybe they do win some games. I, I don't know. I, I just I, I think that I feel like more than anything else, I mean, I don't expect them to lose every game the rest of the way. I really don't. So I think they're going to win some games. It's just I hope that some of these games that they do win, um, because, again, I don't expect them to go three and – what is it now, three and 14? I don't expect them to do that, but I don't want those wins to make them feel like they should keep certain people, right? Like right. just because right. 
they won four of the last six. Now they should keep the defense together because it's humming or something like that. Like that's no. a fear. So I see both sides of that argument is my 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 long winded uh, long winded point. But but yep. I just don't think. Hey, Prefer's gone, and then next week the special teams is just fixed. I guess is like. Yeah, so, that's you know, my right. that's my fear you know. too. Like, I don't want them to be like Wood should be in Barry's mind. Wood should be gone. He should be done. And he should have reworking a plan, backchilling a way to get yeah. his next DC and and looking at players that fit with whoever they choose. Da 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 da. It their performance down the stretch should in no way impact his. You know what I mean? Uh, if they know. if they all of a sudden you start know. playing good defense in a couple of days down the stretch, I know people are like, oh, wait, wait, maybe we should keep Woods. No, right. he should have that decided now. Look at where you are right now and, and make that. Uh, it has to be strong that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I missed this earlier, but I just want to shout out Superfly Rob for subscribing for 10 months in a row. Thank you uh, to Superfly Rob for doing that. Um, we appreciate everybody's support showing up. Uh, after a, another disappointing loss, um, it, it gets hard at this point. They're three and seven. As Jake said, the season is over. They're, uh, what, four and a half games out of the division lead now. Um, the wild card is is out because they've lost to literally every team that they would uh, be competing for a wild card spot with. So um, they're, they're looking uh, at a, a postseason at home for the second year in a row. The, really all that is left to look forward to over the balance of the season, in my mind, is what Deshaun Watson looks like um, with Kevin Stefanski's offense and, and how the team responds uh, to Brad's point earlier um, to Deshaun Watson being the quarterback, if he is able to raise the temperature of this team some. And, um, you know, I think it's disappointing. I think we all wanted uh, to give the team a chance to see Watson playing for something. Uh, it's going to be challenging. Certainly if uh, Ethan, Ethan Posich is out for the rest of the year, they're going to be running out a third string center of some description, uh, either, uh, well, I guess Michael Dunn's on IR, so it's pretty much Froholt at this point. Um, mm. Or, you know, I maybe Dawson Deaton off the practice squad. It's hard to know what they'll do there. That'll be one of the questions that we'll have to answer this week. Uh, but I just want to get uh, just quickly, um, Jake and, and Brad, your thoughts. Uh, go to you, Jake, on, on is there anything else to look for this season? Is it pretty much just what does Watson and Stefanski look like? Yeah, I guess that. And we're measuring effort, right? We're measuring, um, you know, uh, like – how much, I mean, how, how bought in are some of these guys to the to the yeah. overall goal the rest of the year? Because if you notice a bunch of guys, you know, playing haphazardly, it's like, okay, do they are they buying into the message? It's sometimes it's sometimes hard to see. So I mean, I don't know, man. It's a really bleak. It's bleak in terms of like again, I've talked about this kind of a lot this year. Expectations based, right? Like you would feel a lot better, I think, I think, if the defense was playing lights out, almost Tennessee Titans-like, lights yep. out defense, and you could see, hey, man, week 11, they finally get a quarterback back. I feel bad for Jacoby Brissett because he's playing his butt off all, all year, hard as he can possibly play, and everybody is just looking forward to when he's not playing anymore. And it's like, yep. God, that sucks because this guy deserves – he deserves like to be remembered by Browns fans for what he's done here. Yeah. He's he's played so well. He's not been perfect. There's been games he's left stuff on the field, and and I get that. But like for what he was asked to do in a tough situation, it's been so admirable. And like all we're doing is looking forward to the time that he's not playing because we want to see Watson. In which you're not wrong. Like I get it. Watson's a special quarterback when you you see him on a football field. But like it's just tough like that, man. And it's like okay, so you can't. 
you can uh, look forward to the like everything just getting fixed with Watson. If you had some hope about that, that would be something to look forward to. And right. I, I just have this fear of Watson coming out slow, which is more than likely going to be the outcome and mm-hmm. everybody just going all the way off the deep end on all of this. And you don't have a first round pick. You don't have a ton of cap room in the off season after the new contracts kick in to make a ton of moves. So it is, um, it's one of the darker times to be a Browns fan. I'm just going to be point blank honest. You don't have a ton of hope for the future right now. You don't have a ton of assets to uh, be gigantic players in free agency in the draft. And, um, you don't have the arrival of a quarterback you think is going to, and I think Watson can help to Brad and Brad's point earlier. And I've stressed it many times. I do think there are angles in which Watson can help, but you don't have the savior to the biggest woes on the team coming to fix it. So uh, it's tough. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. I think we're seeing it across the board. People aren't as interested in the team and I don't blame anybody for feeling that way. Right. It's, it's, um, it's, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think it's a really no, hard that's... time for Browns fans. I, I think, and I think you're, and they're I losing you're, games in brutal fashion. They're like, yeah, they're just they're losing games in a way that I, I've had four people text me. This is no exaggeration. Four people text me today and say this is their least favorite Browns team in a long time. Like even yeah, le- like less than the 0 and sixteen and one and fifteen renditions. Mm-hmm. Like because they, they have no identity and they have yeah. no heart, it, or they yeah. don't show it at least. Yeah. I just thought the perfect example of that today was was Grant Delpit on that third down flip to the flat to Dawson Knox, like. Just it's third and 11, over. and it's like <laughs> it's third and 11. It's a flip off from the quarterback to the tight end because he doesn't want to get hit on a rush, and you've got to get a tight end to the ground with five yards to spare, and he just lets him get back inside and run past him, and it's like, what the hell, man? Like, yep. how do you let the – does Antoine Winfield miss that tackle? Like, what do you – how do you no. miss that tackle? Like, in what world is – I? it's just there's there's those those plays that are – in that one and the 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 – Harrison Bryant jump failed to get the second <laughs> foot down because he jumped like fading away instead of yeah. going straight yeah. up and down. Like he, he was trying to fall out of bounds. Away. And it's like, yeah, I just feel yeah. like I can't help but feel like guys, if Bryant goes somewhere else, yep. Delpit goes somewhere else, John Johnson, I've seen him somewhere else. These guys play well. And it's like, what yep. about this uniform and being here? is is causing the issue i don't i don't know man i don't i don't know i don't know brad i'm interested to hear your your thoughts on seven games left they're three and seven seasons pretty much over what what are you looking forward to seeing the rest of the way yeah i mean it would be really nice to get a win next week so we could at least pretend like some of these games mattered (laughs) a little bit for watson i mean you could say hey we're not mathematically eliminated hey what if watson catches fire runs the table and and just hope the yep. hope in itself, I wrote a little bit about today, just hope in itself gives you a little bit of life, right, to come out and maybe play some of these games down the stretch uh, like they matter. Now, it's going to be important to evaluate around, you know, I think offensively we're okay evaluation-wise, but you really like, to Jake's point and your point, you want to identify things that you want to keep on this defense. And like JOK today, despite uh, – Everything around him, JOK was everywhere and fantastic yes. and never lacks effort. And we know he's a special player, but just to further you, you use that as an example, he is obviously a guy you want to be a, a core of your defense moving forward uh, in some fashion, right? Uh, yep. He's a special dude. So stuff like that. 
you can still be gleaned from this season and should be, right? The way people perform to uh, the idiot that was calling the game on CBS's uh, point at the end of the game, although he was making a completely different point uh, about effort and whatnot and playing to the end of the game, uh, in a different sense, the Browns need to evaluate that way as well. Who is going to remain bought in and play all the way through, and that should be some sort of a baseline for a decent culture moving forward. Yeah, uh, for my part, looking forward to the rest of the season, I think, you know, the return of Watson, uh, we've talked about it a few times. Uh, one thing that it could do is raise the temperature of the team because he is the franchise quarterback in waiting at this point. Um, and, you know, I, I think it'll always be an open question how much the season was affected by his suspension getting handed down and then extended uh, to almost double its length to 11 games. Uh, not to relitigate any of that, but how did that affect the team and what they thought they could achieve this season? Um, and so one of the things that I will be interested to see over those last six games is how does the team play overall? Because I think the concern, as I'm sitting here listening to Jake and, and Brad talk and, and lo- looking at the comments, I think the concern that I have is that right now the Browns have a quarterback that's playing pretty well uh, and, an, and, a, and an okay offense that that is inconsistent. And I want to see that change when Watson comes back. I want to see the team be more than just that, because if that's all the team is, then I think that is a fair question to ask how much of that is the responsibility of the head coach. I have no argument. I have no argument. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know guys. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do think, I do think when they analyze the season, you all look forward to the season I think they thought they'd be about five and five at this point. And I think we can all agree they should be five and five at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they should, and they blew those chances. Like they, I was I think I'm going to not do that show next yeah. year. Cause it is becoming yeah. like a unfortunate predictor of what's it's eerie. It it's been eerie. eerie two years. In a I row. actually yeah. haven't listened. I haven't listened to it in a while. So I think I'm going to go back and re-listen to it. Um, hey, yeah. to, uh, to lighten things up. Did you see the way the jets lost today? I did. I did. did you see Looked Jake? like a missed block in the back to me. Jets are six and four though. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they were pretty they were pretty crushed on Twitter. I mean punt return to to with uh five yeah. seconds left to lose. Yeah. Hey, have they ever lost on a blocked kick that's gotten run back? Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, right. true. Anyway, let's wrap this sucker up. We've got we've yep. said enough. Um, no, we're done. You know. We're done. I I appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, we had a great support again, despite the fact that the Browns are very disappointing. So thank you so much. We have the best fans, um, the OBR specifically, and Browns fans generally, and we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night for Monday uh, Rewind. Uh, Mike Keefe will be leading a different group of people through basically the same depressing conversation. Um, we will have full coverage this week uh, on the, across the OBR of uh, what went wrong in Detroit. Um, and, and, and we're really pivoting. As you've seen, we, we saw Brad wrote an article this weekend about defensive coordinator candidates. We're really trying to have one foot in this season and one foot in to next season. Uh, Jack Duffin had a great piece about what the 2023 roster might look like. So stick with us at the OBR because uh, you know, we're going to cover the Browns, no matter what happens. And, and um, if you're starting to wonder about what's going to happen next year, we will have that information for you as well. So for Brad Ward, for Jake Burns, thank you both fellas for joining me. Thank you to all of you out there. Thank you to Ian McBride behind the scenes. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night until then, uh, I guess go Browns. I don't know, man. Uh, have a <laughs> nice guess. rest of your day, everybody. Go have a good night.
Yeah, Bill Browns, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Wasn't that what Kareem Hunt's dad said last year after the Baker Mayfield video? This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.